Hey everybody, I hope you're having a great week. It's actually sleety and cold and rainy this week here in Philly. Uh, I'm just, now I'm just going to give you weather updates every single week. I'm sorry, I can't help it. Um, But I'd like it to not snow because it is almost March and that is pretty rude of the weather, to be honest. But other than that, things are really good here. I'm super busy. Um, You know, enjoying life. Uh, I, speaking of enjoying life, I loved our guest for this week. Um, you might be familiar with her. She was a past co-host of Real Chills, still a co-host in my heart. I love her to death. She's here to talk about UFOs, all those recent UFO sightings, but also, uh, the release of a movie she worked on called Mean Spirited. And I love the movie. It was, it's scary. It's silly, mostly scary though. And just a great time. So, uh, I hope you enjoy this little shiver with Alyssa Truskowski and, um, have a great day. Real chills with Meg Gats. Real scary. Real silly. Real stories. Hey everybody, welcome to Real Chills. I am so excited for this episode because we have the, our co-host back, Alyssa. How's it going? Yo, dude, nice to see you. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. (laughs) I guess I should say your full name, Alyssa Truskowski, for those who are new, who might not know you. Um, But yeah, dude, I'm so glad we get to hang and talk. We're talking UFOs, people, so. Which I missed talking UFOs with you. I'm so excited. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. So I prepared a whole story Um, before, before we get into that. What are you aware of? For the current event UFO situation. 2023 has been crazy. And I feel like I didn't even have a hand on all of the different stories. It was really hard to keep track, especially because you see them as they're breaking and they're getting all these updates and they're overlapping. So I feel like I maybe have an idea of what's been happening this year. But more importantly, the one thing that I was really focused on before all of the recent balloon UFO related right. stories came <laughs> up is that... um. There is like a report from 2022 from this like newer arm of the government, the all domain anomaly resolution office. What? (laughs) They had 366 reports of like unidentified aerial stuff in 2022. And they put out this report about it. And that came out in January, like before all this blew up. So I was like, wait, they made an X-Files unit called the All Domain Anomaly Resolution Office. That rocks. (laughs) Which they have a Twitter account. That has exactly two tweets. <laughs> really? What are they? It's just, hey, we exist. Here's the press release. And we look forward to, you know, serving the U.S. <laughs> and then rocks. they said nothing on of course. Twitter. How convenient. Yeah. I mean, maybe they're just like anti-Elon. Who knows? Mm-hmm. You know, but they've said nothing on Twitter about recent events. And I was like, government work at its finest. Hello. I know. Yeah. They got two tweets out before the government shut it down immediately. Yeah. So I would say like, I don't know, like, I don't feel like I know enough about what's happening recently, but I also am still trying to wrap my head around this new office and the report they put out. So it's just out there, like just food for thought. If you're looking for some light reading, maybe the 2022, <laughs> light. Yeah. Uh-huh. you know, report of the 360 some identified objects in the sky. Maybe that's what you want to like, you know, uh, pick up and relax with. 
<laughs> yeah, absolutely. And so I, it's perfect because I do have, I'm going to go through the site, the recent sightings and they really, really want you to just believe they're all balloons. Oh, absolutely. Every single one of them I'm, is just car I'm actually almost inclined to believe they're balloons or like crappy drones, honestly. Like they're just yeah. terrible drones, but let tell me, I want to hear all okay. about it and like what yeah. you've gathered. Let's do it. Okay. There's been quite a few in the news lately um, from the New York Times article, a timeline of the UFOs that were shot down by Derek Bryson Taylor. The U.S. military shot down three unidentified flying objects over a three-day stretch this month after a tiny spy balloon that had invaded American airspace was downed. So we're going to go through all of them, but that's nuts. Four it's wild. in one month? Yeah. Okay, so... So on February 4th, a Chinese spy balloon was shot down over the Atlantic Ocean. Uh, the balloon entered Alaskan airspace on the 28th and later drifted from Idaho southeast to the Carolinas before it was shot down on the coast of South Carolina. China has maintained that the device was a civilian aircraft that strayed into American airspace. However, senior American officials increasingly believe the balloon was originally supposed to conduct surveillance over U.S. military bases in Guam and Hawaii but winds carried it off course. <laughs> so off to a great start. The article says that the balloon was about the size of three buses. This is like Wiley e. Coyote level <laughs> planning. It really is, right? Like they should have like decorated it like a cloud or something. Like I feel like uh, I'm listening to the plot of in the writer's room of like a Pink Panther cartoon. Like, it's absolutely insane. <laughs> like uh, I don't, and it's just funny how they're like, that totally wasn't us. That was just a civilian <laughs> yeah, <laughs> who can afford a balloon the size of three buses. Yeah. Just not it with the finger on the nose. Just like, <laughs> not, didn't do it. Not it. Shaggy. It wasn't me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So that one explained kind of still unsettling that China's spying on us with balloons, but what are you going to do? You know? I mean, I'm sure you've heard all of the the monologue jokes and all the other things that are happening where it's like, TikTok has uh China has TikTok. They're spying on us all the time anyway. Like right. the balloon like isn't actually like it's <laughs> it's almost like silly or it's almost like let's go back to fundamentals, right? Like Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was always I that's what I was thinking about where people are like, you know, they're taking your data. I'm like, I cannot believe China is spending even an ounce of their time trying to figure out what I like. Listen, we can't blackmail people uh, <laughs> yeah. because of their bad dance moves. We thought yeah. this was the way in, but it's not. People love it, apparently, and we're giving them money. Uh, yeah. We have to go back to the balloon strategy. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. This didn't work. Everyone likes that we know what they like. Um, <laughs> turns out they're all in love with us. Do you remember in the movie, I don't remember if it was Armageddon or like one of those like ones where a meteor is coming at the Earth, but they're like, what if we give it a little like wind sail cape and it just like blows it off course? Like, <laughs> yeah, the dumbest yeah. ideas. This is like in line with that for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So this one's a little uh, creepier. So on February 10th, a U.S. fighter jet brought down an unidentified object over the waters of Alaska. The object broke into pieces and is was most likely not a balloon, a Defense Department official said. A White House official said the object was the size of a small car. The object was first detected on the evening of February 9th and was headed toward the North Pole. Do you think they were like, all right, we, we're going to put the decoy UFO, which is the balloon out, so we <laughs> yeah. can get our real UFO, which is a little oh, spacecraft. Yeah. Like <laughs> the perfect plan. It's yeah. all China. <laughs> yeah, I don't love I mean, the zone, honestly. <laughs> I also love how ambiguous they're like, well, that one's not a balloon. It's like, okay. <laughs> 
what is it buddy what do you yeah. think it is then mm-hmm. size of a small car i also can't fathom what is even the chinese spy balloon three buses is it full of helium what is it yeah. full of i mean something that has to be like i i would imagine it's helium also we have a helium shortage that has to be one of the most expensive pieces of spy I'm... technology <laughs> do you know how much it costs to buy a balloon at the like at the grocery it's, store with inflation it's so expensive it's so expensive right now i can't even imagine having to fill it up like whose job is it to sit there with like the clown tank just just filling up three buses of <laughs> man oh my gosh is it helium how do you control that i don't understand these the more i think about it the more i'm like why a balloon it's just a little zeppelin like in yeah, the Indiana Jones movie. Yeah. yeah like i just don't get it i'm like why anyway we'll continue also we know that we have like multiple companies making rockets that are going into space yeah <laughs> like at least get like a remote control plane or something like a balloon we have a man or a person who is like jetpacking all around like the Southern California area. Do you remember when those reports were coming out? Yeah. The person just with a jetpack. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> Good for that guy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm rooting for him. <laughs> so then on February 11th, a UFO is shot down over Canada. An American F-22 fighter downed an object over the Yukon territory, which it's all Alaska. The object, which a Canadian official described as cylindrical and smaller than a spy balloon. Why are we only comparing them to spy balloons? Use other descriptions. It was picked up on radar on February 10th as it passed over Alaska. They just keep comparing it to spy balloons. I'm sorry, I'm yelling. I but it's like, don't know what a spy balloon is for my point of reference. I just have the image of like, you know, those like hot air balloons that people like use for a, a fun day out. Yeah, right? I know. Exactly I just imagine like Boris and Natasha from like the Bowling <laughs> like cartoons, like yeah. with a spyglass, like in, in a hot air balloon. Yeah, I also have no concept. They need to measure it against something that makes more sense, like a $5 foot long at <laughs> Subway. Then I can picture it perfectly. It's yeah, cylindrical. And also the other things that they're comparing it to are the things of like cars. They're like, it's three buses worth. I'm like, well, which bus? That's really, you have to be specific. And what are we talking? Buses long? Is it a snake or yeah, horizontal? or wide? That's a fair question, honestly. I stacked. Also, I my car is no tiny. Like, how big is this car? Is it a midsize SUV? Like, be specific. Yeah, no, they're doing this on purpose to us. Getting us caught up in the details here. Um because it says it's cylindrical and smaller than the spy balloon. <laughs> I can't. It picture. sounds like a. It sounds like a five dollar foot long hoagie, like you it's, said. <laughs> it is, yeah, that's exactly what I'm picturing. Just chicken teriyaki. Yeah, it's a shorty like. <laughs> <laughs> floating through the sky. <laughs> okay, so another one, February twelfth, just a big month. A UFO was shot down over Lake Huron. An object that first appeared over Montana on February 11th was shot down the next day over Lake Huron off Michigan. The object, which was flying at about 20,000 feet, had an octagonal structure with strings hanging off it, but had no discernible payload. I mean, that sounds like they were just trying to smuggle drugs over the border. (laughs) (laughs) It got dropped somewhere. That payload was already delivered. Yeah, no discern. What do they mean by payload? Does that mean like things should be attached to the strings? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's what I would guess. Like, right. If it was like, if it had a mission or if it was had a camera or something, like, no, it's like if you had strings, you'd have something it was tied to that it was carrying. This is another thing that I absolutely just can't picture. Okay, wait. I just have to posit a serious question. You know how the rise of like inflatable long decorations has like occurred in the last like decade, right? 
What if they're just people's inflatable lawn decorations? That's so funny. Getting that away would be from so us. funny. It's just it's like, just the, like... Tube, the dancing waving tube man from car dealership. It's yeah. like jaunting away. Another, or you know what would be funnier? If China started using those as spy balloons. Because we'd never suspect them. We'd be like, another Santa shot down over Lake Huron. It's like those Michiganers and their Santas. Jesus. Also, children would rebel against us. They would be so upset. <laughs> Yeah, shooting down like reindeer and yeah, snowmen. Yeah, it's a perfect plan, China. You're welcome. It's interesting that we had one to the South Carolina coast, so like the Mid Atlantic, and then all the rest are like on the west, the western side. So like, I'm just curious how the one in South Carolina did it. Did it float over the U.S. and that's where like it was able to be shot down? Because I know that was one of the things they couldn't shoot it down. It was too close to like the uncertainty of it could land in like a civilian area something like that so did it fly over the u.s from the west i think that's what they're saying that it literally flew the u.s and then they were able to shoot it down yeah i don't every time i hear like an aspect of this story i'm just like more confused you know the red bull commercials where it shows all the people who've built the contraptions to jump off of cliffs that's also what it sounds like too like (laughs) one of those just like got away I just like it blows my mind how you know the internet works and culture works now because like a month ago if you said Chinese spy balloon to me I'd be like those are just a string of words you <laughs> put together <laughs> and now everyone's like yeah they're all all four of these are spy balloons it's like no where did these come from you know what I mean they're not known for their spy balloons right <laughs> it is a flooding the zone situation I feel like like you just now you just send them up to mess with people you're just like I'm <laughs> yeah. just gonna I'm just gonna fuck with people like can you just imagine put- having like the U.S. Army just having to shoot down balloons all day they'd be exhausted <laughs> like that's the the move I mean honestly. they're shooting bullets up into the air number one that's super risky <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah I do you think that they're spy balloons and if they're not spy balloons what is your next plausible conclusion both mundane and then like wild assertion that's literally just what I was thinking so here's my craziest guess what if the u.s had a deal with the aliens and they knew okay this is really this is we're going for it this is hypothesis world yeah (laughs) yeah anything's on the table and they knew they had to get rid of a bunch of ufos like they just had to like blast them out or whatever so they did the spy balloon first so that all the other stuff seemed silly that's super fair misinformation campaign yeah they do it all the time completely and i'm really with that like that i i would subscribe to that hypothesis yeah like it's not even china like we made it do we even check absolutely in the in the usa we didn't even look i feel like somebody had said that that was one of the the critiques was like uh, a company in the u.s had like created one of the items i i might be mistaken but i remember i heard that in like some of the early like reports unfolding right yeah it just doesn't make sense like when you think about it you're like we have the ability to fly an airplane up and like time it so that we can refuel a mid-flight aircraft with another aircraft in flight (laughs) do you know what i mean yeah it just doesn't make the balloon doesn't make sense at all and like that's why i think people laugh at it because it's so silly it's not scary Have you ever felt emotions? Then do we have the podcast for you. 
Feel Feelings is a weekly podcast where comedians Danny Getz and George Bruderman sit down with some of the funniest, emotionally distraught people, i.e. comedians, they know, and talk feelings. Every Friday, hear very funny people reminisce on Ren and Stimpy, worry about the Wizard of Oz, and emote over their emo phase. Check out Feel Feelings with Danny and George, a show about feelings and the things that make you feel them. like the downfall of all of us including me is like if you attack me with something funny I probably will let it happen well that and it's just kind of like maybe it's just to get it's either a distraction or maybe it's just to get us like complacent with this idea because we're just gonna we anticipate seeing more of it in the form of like actual spy vehicles like drones and things like that so it just becomes more normal to be like "Ah, another day yeah yeah unidentified objects in the sky for sure yeah that's like a wild hypothesis i'm like willing to go with um my like most closest like my closest um mundane idea and i think that this might be in some of the reporting is that because of the first incident they made their equipment more sensitive to like scan for things Mm -hmm, that like mm -hmm. the, the scope of what they were scanning for wasn't as specific as they changed it to after the first balloon and they were able to find more things uh because they had changed the parameters and so to me that like kind of makes sense where it's like oh now that you're looking for stuff more actively because the sky is a big place i know that sounds like the dumbest sentence i've ever said but who is i just (laughs) and i'm not rich so I never like I can never understand rich people but like who is spending money to inflate a car size balloon have you seen any of these YouTube I mean I've seen the balloon towers they're very nice but like yeah no I don't know I just it's just weird it's like why Mm -hmm. like I almost want to believe aliens because like I mean, I would have also believed this was some kind of viral marketing campaign that went wrong. Mm. You know, like I would have also been willing to believe that. That's a great guess. Oh my goodness. They just blamed it on copycats too. You know (laughs) what I mean? Like maybe the first one was something strange or was a spy (laughs) balloon, but then people are like, well, I'm going to, I'm going to make this happen because it's like. A, I'm a I'm a trickster. I'm a prankster. I'm gonna do this. You <laughs> I know just what I love mean? The idea of like tricks blaming it on China. Like, <laughs> me, like nope, it wasn't us. Crazy rabbit. I but- know. And like it's tricky, right? Like I know this is a podcast, but I think about these like things. Uh, this is a podcast, so you can't see me. I'm an Asian person. But I'm thinking <laughs> about like how like you know some of the discourse around like how we blame China or how we like position these things, but oh, at the same oh time. Gosh. Like, at the same time, China is a competitive, like, force that we're, you know, just, I'm, I'm not, like, a geopolitical analyst yeah. or anything like that, but I think, like, it's tricky, and with all of the stuff going on world politics-wise, it's just, like, everything feels fraught, <laughs> so it's, like... That's so true. Yeah. yeah. It's so interesting to bring that up, because it is really, it's such an easy scapegoat when you think about it, to blame China. Or you know? if there's like a strategy that like countries are trying to escalate something so that they can do other things. Like if uh, when we're recording this, the whole thing with like, 
you know, Putin and Biden went to Ukraine and then Putin's like, hey, we're not going to follow the terms of this like agreement anymore about nuclear weapons, right. like P- uh, strategies of like, let's provoke something so that we can actually like take things farther than we've agreed to before. Like, right. maybe that's a piece of it, too, is like maybe China wants to whip up like concerns in China about how the U.S. is like blaming them for stuff. You know what I mean? Like there's propaganda is such a huge piece of everyday life in ways we don't realize that i would for i would both be willing, of us for both of our countries yeah i'd like. be willing to believe lots of different scenarios i wish that i really deeply believed in my heart that this was some kind of alien craft yeah. and this was the cover-up but i'm not there like a small <laughs> balloon i'm just like i'm just not there i'm gonna hold up the sign that i've had in my um bedroom since childhood it's my we are not alone sign <laughs> And I just, I want that to be the case, but in this situation, I'm just like, oh, this is like, this is like very mundane when they think they found a cryptid, but really it's just some like dog breed species that like they thought was extinct, but it's not like, you know, some crazy like hybrid wolf. Another point. Yeah. Is like, I saw someone on TikTok watch them and they were like, man, how did they catch up to it? And like, that's another good point of like, if there are aliens, I want to believe that they're technologically advanced to a point where we can just shoot them out of the sky. That you they're know more I mean? advanced? Yeah. Like uh, yeah. They, mm-hmm. they they came all the way here just to be taken down by some like the equivalent of a BB gun. Yeah. Like you were able to figure out space travel like distances we don't have yet, but you you weren't ready for our guns. <laughs> like, which kind of also, you know what? That would check out. I feel like that happens a lot with people that in in our on our planet where it's like we've made so many advancements, but we're not a violent people, so we haven't made guns yet. And then the people with guns are like, "Well, those are all of our advancements now." <laughs> or, you- or they're like, "We're so civilized, we're gonna deal in these kinds of things." They're like, "No, I'm just gonna stab you with a pen." Like, yeah, yeah, no, I'm gonna be the one that says I invented hyperspace travel because I shot you out of the sky and said you were a balloon yeah yeah this is a really uh pessimistic episode well no here's the thing so i've been away from real chills for like a year now or more it's been a while right meg i have gotten so weird about my theories around aliens i'm like yeah it's uh you want to tell us one or are they are you like embarrassed you know no i'm not embarrassed at all because uh you're gonna be mad (laughs) Is it a hellier thing? Yeah, it's a hundred percent hellier thing. For one episode, you bring it up every. I need to get into hellier because every, literally every podcaster I respect loves them and loves hellier. So it's me. So they have a new podcast. I think I might have told you about it. It's called the Haunted Objects Podcast, and it's it's a comedy podcast. It turns out it's very fun. That recommend watching it on YouTube because there's visual surprises that are so good. Um, but I am now uh a you know, not sponsored, whatever. I don't know if I'm supposed to say that, but I, I pay them and Patreon. I like, I'm a, a subscriber in their Patreon to see like their behind the scenes events and stuff like that and all the membership stuff. But uh, what they do with like, and the, the ideas around maybe aliens are contacting us and like, we're having these like mental uh, interdimensional experiences, not physical experiences, not physically coming here. They're abducting us through like us being in trance states and other things Whoa. like that. Like, 
that is super interesting to me and like so compelling that I'm way more on board with exploring that as the hypothesis and seeing like how that could play out as opposed to a lot of the things that are my pet favorite uh, theories from before, which were like Roswell, physical evidence, that kind of stuff, which could maybe still be true, but it's just fascinating. And a lot of the stuff dealing in the potential psychic realm is so interesting in the way that that group from Hellier does paranormal investigation with that as one of their elements. It's really interesting. That rocks. That it's is basically so like cool. ghost hunting. It's ghost hunting for aliens because they use all these weird ghost hunting interdimensional techniques. Wow. To do it. Have yeah. they gotten anything? You don't have to, don't spoil it if it's like a Patreon thing. Yo. Okay. No, I can tell you what the thing they did was because they talked okay. about it on the episode. So if you know the whole thing with the Mothman or Injured Cold. Sure. So Injured Cold being the uh, ultra terrestrial related to the Mothman um, incidents from the Mothman Prophecies book shows up a couple other places, shows up in Hellier. Um, they tried to do a thing where they tried to uh, connect to injured cold, right? Like from the other side, whether he's dead, whether he's alive, like whatever that could be. And they did like this. Um, oh God. It's basically like channeling, I guess is the one way to put it. Um, I forget the exact term that they were using. Oh, um, remote viewing. It's not exactly remote viewing, but they try to do some psychic remote viewing and the Patreon only like stream of that experimental investigation was so interesting and one of the things they do, Dana, who's my, like one of my favorites from that investigative team, she's like a hedge witch. She like is a psychic person. And so she tries to like go into these spaces and like get real information to take mm -hmm. out of these like experiences that she has that they can use to actually go look for something, go look for a location, go look for a name of a town, go look or verify information. So I just think that's a really interesting way to explore that stuff and I'm, I'm obsessed with that I love I'm so jealous of of anyone that has like the ability to like just go and be where the action is like where the paranormal thing is happening same to like it's so, so interesting cool. but I'm a giant scaredy cat also and I've seen a couple freaky things in the last like year or so and I'm just like oh <laughs> like personally or like through their site? no like personally in my house no, uh, like my okay. house has gotten so much more weird and haunted since we did this since I like we used what? to do this podcast together like we have I know we talk occasionally but there's some What's other weird stories on? yeah you want to tell us oh man I saw like a red thing do you know the red hairy guy from Looney Tunes the like yeah. alien monster yeah I saw a thing almost like that climb up from over my shower in the mirror and like I'm a pretty sober person most of the time right so I was like fully sober minding my own business, I saw a thing start to climb up from over my mirror. Were you like anxious or anything or just chilling? You were just chilling. No, I was just chilling. I, I'm pretty sure I was like doing a face mask and enjoying myself. Like I was just having a time. A lot of the, like, I've also had the experience of like seeing drops of water like form above me and they're dripping because I'm like, oh, it's like humid in the bathroom maybe or whatever. Whoa. And I see it drip in front of me and then it disappears into nothing. I've had the thing happen where like, that uh, freaks me out because that reminds me of like when I thought I when I like thought I touched the ghost. It was like yeah. a very similar. It was mist. It was wet. Yeah. But then it wasn't. That's... Yeah, it dropped and I felt it splash on my foot. And I looked down. There's no water. I look up. There's no water. 
Um, I also just am seeing this like shadow thing in my house that just kind of peers around. And I'm usually like, oh, my eyes are playing tricks on me. But I've seen it so often that I'm just like, okay, it's fine. It actually doesn't freak me out at all. I'm very used to it now. What kind uh, of I energy did... does it have? Is it scary or is it? No, curious. I think it's curious. just curious. That's how I feel. Because like I actually talked to it at one point. I was like, listen, as long as you don't mess with me, you're not freaking things out. Like we can be cool. Like you can hang out here. I'm not going to like ask you to leave, but like just be cool. And like I see it pretty frequently. Um, what is it and- doing? Just standing around? No, it's it's honestly just like a glimpse almost like I see just like a glimpse of something like oh like almost like poke its if it had a hand or a human form like poke its head or its hand like out of a doorway or around a corner and then it'll like zip back when I like put my attention to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean also wow. who knows? I maybe I have a brain tumor. That's, That's- also a likely <laughs> scenario. <laughs> I'm open to all possibilities, down. but like these are things that have happened because I mean, we've talked, but I've gotten more witchy, like in the last I was just going to say, you seem so much more connected, like, because you help me with stuff too, like when I pull tarot and stuff. And I just feel like you're really like getting into it. Like, I feel like you've done a lot of work on yourself and like emotionally. Oh, thanks. And it just feels like, yeah. You know, my biggest breakthrough? Quitting comedy. (laughs) No, don't tell me that. You're telling me I have to quit comedy to see ghosts? What an option. No, I'm just saying that I've been healing a lot of things and just trying to like be more open to stuff. And uh, yeah, it's just me. And also just gives me more space to pay attention to things. So I don't know. It's cool. That is so cool. I mean, it's so easy with comedy. And this is probably for anyone that has any type of like, any type of goal where you can just see everyone around you achieve it all the time. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's so hard to just focus on yourself, your feelings, your Mm -hmm. goals, your path when you're looking at everyone else's. Like if, if you don't stop and center and like try to look at what your path is or what you want your path to be, because sometimes like with comedy, And I think this does like frazzle people and it probably does disconnect you from the natural realm is like, you get so concerned. Like sometimes you see people achieve things that you wouldn't have even wanted Mm -hmm. and you still feel awful. And I'm sure that applies to any type of job you have or any type, you know what I mean? Goals. Like you see something happen for somebody and you're like, dang. So like stopping and realizing like what your path is and like, maybe it's not comedy or maybe it's not the thing you're doing. Like that's okay. Like. The more I feel like you align with what the universe wants for you, the the more connected you are with it. And let me tell you, man, I am the I am sometimes very resentful of being like, oh, my better self is telling me to do these things. And I'm just like, I don't want to. I want to yes. be petty. I want to do this or whatever. Right. Um, I think this might actually transition to the, the one thing we were going to talk about. But so one of the things that happened with me deciding to step away from comedy is my day job, like aligned with what I love to do, which is project manage and like Mm -hmm. really like get things going. Like in comedy, I always love like helping get shows stood up, like sketch comedy shows, directing, getting like sketch teams, like all the stuff I I hate to do. Yeah. All the goal setting (laughs) stuff and like project managing. Now I do it for my day to day. Yeah. Yeah. And I love it. Um, It's part of what I did in that movie we're going to talk about, but because I get all this like fulfillment and my type A personality is like fed into my work 
and because I'm a big I'm a big softie now because I'm like on a DEIB council and all this stuff because that's a different story but because I'm a big softie now too I was like oh I should like step away and like take some time and I did that um and it did just kind of let me have like that space to be like all right my type a and like all the things I love doing I can put it over here it makes me way more money than comedy did oh yeah anything will yeah and like I just didn't um I've just become more earnest and like more earnest and not able to just dunk on everything I used to like to dunk on without overthinking it. So yeah. Yeah. That's so great. For now I'm stepping away, even though there's things that I still think about and I'm open to coming back to comedy at some point, but it's not a high priority and I'm spending a lot of my free time with my lizards and thinking about like woo woo witchcrafty, right? like tarot that kind of stuff. So I'm about it. It's so funny because I feel like comedy is like any job and comedians don't realize this. Some comedians, their whole life is just comedy. And that is the most toxic, like you could achieve, you can win, like mm-hmm. you can become successful that way. That is one of the most, the, the best ways to become successful is you only think of comedy, but it's just like a, when you have a job and all you think about is your job, it will eat you from the inside out. You need to have a stupid hobby on top of your hobby because now your hobby is your second job <laughs> yeah especially when you do the day you job know. thing like and yeah. most people do yeah and um I was just also finding that like my my bandwidth and capacity was just like so hard to juggle and okay. I actually I'm learned that cool, but yeah and like one of the big reason ways I learned this was on the working on the set of mean-spirited yes okay so do you want to talk about your tarot first or mean-spirited we'll talk about mean-spirited okay yeah yeah. tell us about it it's out now yeah so I worked on a movie in the fall of 21 um because it was the same time that you did your album recording yeah um because I left the movie set to come to your album recording and it was so fun um but I worked on a film. I was invited by one of my friends, Joe Adams, who co-wrote the movie Mean Spirited with Jeff Ryan. Jeff Ryan is in it as well as he was the director. It's an indie horror comedy film about a kind of like prankster failed YouTube vlogger. Mm-hmm. It is like uh, he has his ex-best friend has become super famous in Hollywood and just like turned into like a real weirdo piece of work. And Mm -hmm. the famous person invites his friends to a cabin in the woods in the Poconos, your hometown, to uh, have a weekend getaway cabin in the woods type deal. And then, you know, there's a lot of creepy stuff that happens and something's not right about the situation. Mm -hmm. So we went and filmed for three weeks in the woods of the Poconos and upstate New York um, during the pandemic. And I was the line producer, but I also was wearing other hats like I was the COVID testing coordinator because that's the thing that you have to do for SAG when you have SAG right, actors right? and helping, you know, helping uh, make sure the food was like all set up for everybody because we had actually Joey's dad cooked most of the food. It was there. So we had to like, that's so cute. Yeah. We just had to make sure craft services like was yeah. compliant with everything yeah. and everyone's needs and stuff. But we also live like the crew lived at the house where we shot at and it was just a lot of work. It was really intense. And like, I loved the work. I felt like the majority of it, I was really good at. And I learned a lot of lessons and I was like, I both love this work, but the hustle is so insane. And I can't imagine doing this on top of a day job on top of pursuing comedy. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know what? I actually don't really want to make movies anymore. (laughs) 
And then I went and made like a short film like a couple months later. And I was like, no, I do like it. It's just very intensive. But yeah, we went for three weeks. We worked on it. Yeah, it was it was so great. But the house you found was so cool. Like when I saw it in the movie, I was like, this they definitely make porns there. (laughs) (laughs) Like I was watching it and I was like, damn, that's crazy. (laughs) Beautiful. It was a crazy house. That outhouse that's in there. I had to like go pick that up on a, a like four hours away um in That's the middle of pennsylvania so like get sam to help me take it apart so i could pack it in my tiny sedan oh, and like drive it up to like goodness. upstate new york so it was wild but it was really fun and i learned so much it was a great fun experience and like the cast is awesome we have people in the cast who are from a bunch of places like michelle Viantamilla is from gotham will Ooh. madden who's the star he was in he and daniel who played tom they were in a movie with Mike Birbiglia. Whoa, that's so cool. Yeah, and Will Madden's movie Jessica uh, was like highly lauded at festivals this past year and is like something that people should definitely see. Like just so many talented people. Maria Dakotas is a New York comedian. Will Martin, who plays Dew, the rough and tumble guy, like mm-hmm. he did an album. He crushed it. He was yeah, really fun. He yeah. did his album recording like a week later after the movie Dang. wrapped. Yeah, so- it was just super He's busy. fun talking about being busy. Yeah, That's a lot. it was so fun. Like, so it was wild and interesting. I definitely recommend if people want to see it, it's streaming a couple places. You can watch it on Amazon. You can, I think you have to pay to, um, to rent, to stream it, but you can watch it on Apple movies and, Jeff's other movies are also great. We watched the one Mass Hysteria that's on oh, yeah, Shutter. That, that one was really <laughs> it fun was too. Very campy, yeah. but super fun zombie movie in Salem, Massachusetts. Super fun. Yeah. But yeah, I definitely recommend seeing Mean Spirited. I thought I was so proud of how it turned out. Jeff I also. Loved it. Yeah. Jeff I thought it was the director, great. he got it edited with the team like so fast and in festivals. Like it premiered in UK Fright Fest and then LA Scream Fest. Um in record time. Like they, I think wow. I'm pretty sure like the editors have carpal tunnel syndrome now from editing so fast. <laughs> I'm not exaggerating. I'm pretty sure one of them has like an injury from like, oh. but um, I from think it was editing. so well worth it and like such a rewarding experience. So mean spirited, please check yeah. it out. You can follow the mean spirited film on Instagram and yeah, I just, it's a good, t- it's a great fun time. It's very silly and it takes place in your hometown, Meg. It does. Yeah. I tried to like look out, but it was all t- mostly trees. So I was like, I don't know. It all if looks we, the same if, when we hang out and if we want to turn around and watch it together, I can tell you exactly what stuff took place right down the street from your house. <laughs> okay. That was all really of fun. the stuff at the like haunted, um, the haunted location took place at that Buddhist temple. Oh yeah. Well, when I saw that, I was like, that looks very, that was a perfect like yeah. setting. Yeah. That yeah. was awesome. It, the, and- they were, they're renewing that, like they were doing that whole area. So it was like, they're like, yeah, you can do whatever because we're gonna rebuild it. Like perfect timing. Yeah. yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, it was yeah. Great. And if you guys watch it and you like it, leave it a review. Cause yeah. in our world of entertainment, that is like money to us. <laughs> yeah, it's a way to show support and appreciation. Would totally love a review or like, you know, a follow on Instagram for Mean Spirited, the film. Yeah. So and it's really fun. It's silly. It's scary. It's got the right amount of gore. I was really impressed with the special effects and I don't know. You should be proud. It was really great. You would be amazed at the budget for the special effects, how little we did and how much we had to like coordinate. It was impressive. I was impressed by it. Thanks. I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Our special effects person is was, is a lovely woman and she actually co-runs 
a found footage film festival that takes place in California. I That's think. hard to so, say. Yeah. Found yeah. She's, she's rad. She's super that rad. Rocks. So <laughs> cool. Well, everyone check that out. And then there was one more thing you wanted to talk about, right? Oh yeah. I just have, I mean, I don't have any comedy stuff to plug other than a watch me spirited, but I'm like really into practicing tarot. I'm trying to get better at it. So uh, I offer this to Meg, but if there's anybody out there who wants like a free tarot reading for entertainment purposes only, I'm trying to get better at reading tarot. And uh, the more people you read it for, the more stories you can access. So hit me up on Instagram at Alyssa Truss if you're just like, want like a three card reading and I'm happy I can't to just... believe you're doing it for free honestly you guys jump on it before it costs money because <laughs> it is going to cost money soon because the, the reading you gave me was like so awesome it's so in-depth are you gonna do I don't want to are you gonna do all the other stuff like the pages and stuff or is oh, it just a read uh, I don't know just hit me up we'll talk we'll I'm talking about it <laughs> I'm just looking to practice I'm honestly yeah. just looking to practice and like especially if we don't know each other or we just kind of know each other like the less I know about people's situations, I think it's the more interesting to see if it like how I read it is accurate or totally inaccurate. That's totally okay. But right. it's like the, it's one of the hobbies that um, I'm enjoying and I'm not trying to turn it into a job at the moment, but every, every time I have a hobby, I try to see how I can make money from it. <laughs> you can't help it. Yeah, I mean, I once you that. have that hustle in you, you just have to like, it's sometimes it just through. happens. Yeah. <laughs> Even if it's just to pay to cover my expensive tarot card habit. Right. <laughs> well, there you have it. A free free tarot reading. I still can't believe it. But it, and you do a great job. So I definitely recommend Alyssa. Um yeah. Yeah. Hit me up at Alyssa Truss on Instagram. Well, till next time, because I'm definitely gonna have you back in the future. We'll talk. We'll talk. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna find more Chinese spy balloons. We're just I know. We're gonna have to dish yeah. about it for sure. Yeah, we're definitely gonna have to talk about it. But till next time, it's always so much fun to have you. Thanks for coming back. Thanks. Real Chills is produced by Meg Getz and Alyssa Jaskowski. The show is edited by Dan Getz, theme music by Sam Williamson, and artwork by Buffy the Design Slayer. Subscribe where you get podcasts and follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Real Chills Podcast. Slide into those DMs with your true scary stories. Real Chills Podcast is a member of the Wasted Robot Network. This has been a presentation from the Wasted Robot Network. For more information and links to other shows please visit www.wastedrobotrecords.com slash podcasts.